This is episode 54 of Parenting 2.0, The Focused Mindset. For the next four weeks, we're going to talk about perseverance and how to continue on even when you feel like stopping. And we're going to kick that off by revisiting part of a conversation that I had back in episode nine with Dr. Linda Medcalf. She's going to give us some practical tips on how we can help our children move through school as it continues to change, as it moves slowly towards what will look like uh, normal, and how we can help our kids with that change to help them persevere. But first, thank you for being with us today. I'm glad that you've chose to listen to this podcast and take a minute to subscribe or download so you don't miss any of the family-oriented content that I put out each and every week just for you. And I also want to take a minute to acknowledge Deborah Hewitt. Do you remember back in episode 29, The Joy of the Junior High Years? I had Deborah Hewitt on as a guest. She is an amazing junior high teacher, my daughter's very favorite teacher. And she has a long road of perseverance ahead of her because over spring break, she got in a car accident. She's going to be in recovery and won't be able to return back to the kids, and the students that she loved when they just barely got back into the classroom for the remainder of the year. And I know how many of you loved that episode. I want to let you know that so you can have your thoughts, your prayers go out to her and her family as she recovers. And if you want to get a hold of her, feel free to reach out to me through my website, thefocusedmindset.com. And I bet Ms. Hewitt is persevering right as we are listening so she can get back to her life and get back to her students perseverance. I'm looking forward to us talking about this, but don't forget that if you hop over to my website, you're going to see all kinds of resources. You're going to be able to download my monthly message that has a whole bunch of information and family activities and worksheets and just all kinds of fun stuff, all geared around helping our family have perseverance. That's at thefocusedmindset.com. You're also going to find my mini course, Conversations That Empower. If you've ever been in a situation where you wish so much that you could make an impact in a conversation, make an impact in your child's life with the conversations you have, this tool is going to help you do that each and every time. It's going to help you reduce over-talking, more listening. It's going to give you tools to do that. Hop to my uh, products page and check out Conversations That Empower. You've been upgraded to Parenting 2.0. New expectations requires a new mindset, the focused mindset. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. Raising kids is an amazing journey and things don't always turn out as planned. Still, you get to share your life with an adult in training. This podcast will help you meet every new challenge with confidence and be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, my friends. Well, today is quite a day. Today is my daughter's birthday. And she's turning 13. That means she is walking away from that childhood years and into those teen years officially. Now, I mean, truth be told, she's probably been acting like a teenager for a while now, but it's official. 13. 
I was reflecting on year 12 and I realized that she faced a ton of challenges in this last year before turning 13. She's had to persevere through a lot and I reflected about how proud I really am of her and she overcame many challenges, but it wasn't without a price. There's no denying that she took on some unwanted fears and insecurities. And sometimes we talk about that and she'll share some of these feelings. But I know from my many years of working with kids that she battles many of these fears on her own in her mind, especially at this age. I mean, she's not going to share everything that with her mother, but I want to open her up as much as possible because I know it's just the tip of the iceberg of the things she's actually dealing with. Do you ever see this in your child? I can say with assurance that perseverance will be such an important skill that we continue to develop in our families as we move forward. And that's why it's what I'm going to focus on all this month. We're going to be talking about perseverance and we're going to be diving into what we can do to come alongside our child in an amazing new way um, or just freshen up what we're doing to be able to watch them really flourish in their next year to come. (laughs) And that's what I hope to see in my daughter, but still it's her birthday and oh my goodness, it's just nostalgic. Every birthday is nostalgic to me. But weeks ago... I did not hesitate to buy her the brand new Big Life Journal Teen Edition. Yes, of course, because I endorse it and I love the product. She's already had the products for the younger kids, but we needed an upgrade and we did just that. And for her birthday, I got her the Big Life Journal Teen Edition. And I I trust their products. They're science-based. They're just wonderful. And I feel so confident that it's going to help her navigate through the tough times that are sure to come. Um, I've told you guys before, all the big life journals are packed with stories, positive affirmations, writing prompts that are developed just for kids to be able to grow in not only perseverance, but also confidence and build their skills. I mean, it's a skill that needs to be learned and nurtured. And just like she battles, my daughter battles her thoughts and doesn't share them with me, She needs a place that she can go to nurture and grow on her own. And journaling is the way to do that. And this tool, I'm so excited for her to get her new one and go over it with her. And I'll probably ask her to give me advice on it so I could share it with you guys of what she's learning from it and help her be the expert. You know, hey, what have you learned? What's really sticking out to you? And, uh, And that's one of the first things that I want to do as she moves into this new year. I'm going to invite you guys to join me in this. If you'd like to get your very own Big Life Journal um, for the age-appropriate age that your child is, please, um, you can get it two different ways. Um, Because I'm an affiliate partner with them, it's great if you get it through me because, of course, then you're supporting this podcast, and I'm ever so grateful when you do. But there's two ways for you to get these incredible products. One is hop to my website, thefocusedmindset.com and click on the Big Life Journal. Or you can jump down to my show notes and I always put a link so you can go directly there. When you shop one of those two ways, then it's kind of like they'll know that I sent you. All right. They'll be like, oh, the Focused Mindset, Share Cred Center. All right. We make that connection. (laughs) 
But then I would love for you to let me know that you're going through the book because that way we can share and we can watch our kids grow together. Feel free to reach out um, on the contact page. I have two different ways that you can uh, reach out to me either by voice or you can reach out by, um, by email or you could also set up a 15 minute talk with me and we could talk about it. So I hope to be able to stand beside you as we both help our children grow and be more solution focused. And that comes to what we're going to do today. Today, we're going to listen in on a conversation that I had with Dr. Linda Medcalf way back in episode nine in season one. And back in that time, if you remember, we thought, what were we thinking? We thought that we were going to start school back in September. I mean, no, most of us didn't. We did, but online. We thought we were going to actually be helping our kids walk back on campus back in that time. And Dr. Linda Medcalf and I had a wonderful discussion near the end of the podcast about how to help our children do just that. And since I'm watching different school districts open up, either from part-time to full-time or um, in a new capacity or their very first time back on campus, as I'm watching that happen, I realize this is a great time for us to listen again to Dr. Linda Metcalf's wisdom on how we can use a solution-focused approach to help our kids get through this challenge, how to help them persevere. Now, Dr. Linda Metcalf is a mentor of mine. Uh, she's the one that helped me get my certification to be a solution-focused climate specialist. Um, and now she's become a friend and colleague. And her and I have done some projects together. We've, um, we've, she's been able, like you, like you already know, to be on this podcast. And also, um, we're going to speak together in July in Las Vegas at the National Schools Conference. So if any of you guys are educators, counselors, and you're planning on being at that conference, look us up. We are speaking on Sunday afternoon on how to bring families together. Very much looking forward to being her co-speaker at that event. Linda Medcalf. Dr. Linda Medcalf is a former middle school teacher. She's been a school counselor at all levels. She's a licensed professional counselor, supervisor, and a licensed marriage family therapist as well. She practices in the state of Texas, and, um, and she does some wonderful things. You want to look it up. If you go to Solution Focus Schools Unlimited, you're going to be able to catch the free webinars that she does, especially, like I said, if you work in the schools or with kids, you'll want uh, the free lessons that she sends out. Um, I really benefit from all the things that she does. And of course, her podcast, Solution Focus Schools Unlimited, it is wonderful. So my daughter, I am going to, I actually revisited this very episode to be able to refresh my own mind. So as we listen together, I'm going to refresh my skills as well on what I need to do to approach her in this upcoming year. She is her own unique being. I mean, it, you find that about your kids where they're just so unique. But as we are walking into a place where we're getting a little busier and they're starting brand new things that maybe they haven't done or re-entering their sports and things like that, I want to encourage you guys to help them persevere by being with them, 
I mean, truly, truly with them, not just driving them there and dropping them off and uh, just zoning out when you're on your way home, but get to know the things that are challenges for them and listen to the things that they do. I was um, talking to Bella about her volleyball that she's been able to start back up and it makes me so happy that she's bonding with her team. And the team did something some of you guys might think is pretty silly. It's not very silly to think of nicknames. That's pretty normal. But her team thought of nicknames that were all some type of alcoholic beverage. And I know it's just silly and fun, but first I was kind of like, what? <laughs> but it's cute. They, they all kind of know about them, but not know about them. But they've heard the names of these beverages. Well, right away, they said, oh, Bella, she has to be champagne. And Bella's like, why, why? And they said, well, because you're always popping off. You go from zero to 100. Your anger is just like champagne. And all the other girls laughed and Bella laughed, but she didn't get it because she's never seen a champagne bottle burst open. And, uh, and she hasn't seen the cork pop. So she's getting in the car with us and telling us the story. And we started laughing right away too, because we know her. Yeah. She's one of those where, you know, um, she's going to go from zero to a hundred. And, um, yeah, I mean, people might say, oh, you know what? The apple might not fall far from the tree. (laughs) Um, I'll say that's from her dad's side for sure. Right. Can't be from my side. No, no, I'm not, I'm not going to own that. (laughs) Uh, yeah, she, she might've seen the both of us have that problem from time to time. Um, but the other day, well, it wasn't the other day, actually, it was a while back. We, um, it was New Year's <laughs> a few months back. It was New Year's, right? And we brought Bella in. We're like, look what we have. We have a bottle of champagne and she's like, okay. And so we said, let's pop it off and see what happens. So we popped the cork and it just went flying as it does across the room, hit the wall on the other side. And Bella's eyes were as big as saucers. And all she could say was, oh, I get it. I get it now. Okay. <laughs> and now she forever knows why her friends named her champagne of any of the other alcohol beverages. <laughs> But any little thing like that, we just need to remember and be there with our kids. Because when we're there with them in those moments, we can also be there with them in the moments where they have to persevere. So let's listen in on this conversation that I had a few months back with Dr. Linda Metcalf. She's going to talk to us and you might want to take notes because she's going to give us some steps that we can take to help our kids be solution focused. Coming up here in the fall, there will be all of these children that are going to, in one shape or another, be going back to school and school's going to look differently. Some kids won't, some districts, they, they won't be able to go back to school um, the same ways. And I think every single family is going to be faced with helping their child go back to school. I was wondering if you have any advice for me and everybody else on how we might begin to approach our kids so they to lessen their anxiety about going back to school. I'll I'll answer your question in a way that I answer lots of questions about how do you do certain things and that is involve the people that are involved in the process to help you. In other words, in this case, uh, sit down with your children or go play with your children however it is you interact best with them um, and say, you know what, looks like school's going to be starting in two weeks. And, um, 
is going to be different for me that you're going to be gone and probably different for you that you're going to get to go to school. How can we all work together and uh, to where we, we just start out and try it? You know, again, not keeping it long term, not saying for the whole nine months, just very short term and ask them, you know, what can, you know, let's imagine that the day comes the day before school starts and uh, we're getting ready. What do you think we could be doing as a family um, or just you and me so that the next day of school goes a little bit smoother? What do you think? And, and at first, kids may not know. Uh, and so you want to give them time to think about it. And if they don't know, say, you know what, I'm not so sure either, although I really want to know what I can do as your parent to make it a, an okay day, because we are not sure how it's going to turn out. But one thing I do know is I'll be there for you to help you. Uh, if you can just tell me some things I could do, that would be, you know, when, when I'm starting to think about that process for the fall, I think it's just important that a parent relay that they're not quite sure either, but we're going to get through it together. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's also important that parents start thinking, got kids going back to school. There was still the time when they first started school. What did they do when, before they started kindergarten, first grade, or whenever they went maybe to their first scout meeting, or they went to their first gymnastics tryout you know what did they do how did go draw on your skills as a parent as how you got your kids ready for other situations and um but always maybe you haven't done it as, as much in, in the past but always consider consulting the kid you know what could we do that day that would make a difference so that walking in that first day of school won't be as as scary mm -hmm. You know, and use their language. If kids say scary or I'm, I'm anxious, kids are actually picking up on the word anxious nowadays. Um, what can we do to make it a little less anxious for you? Because mm -hmm. I think that um, it might come out in kids and just saying, I don't want to go back. Sure. You yeah. Know? And I might say, makes sense to me. We've had a good time. But since we have to go back, let's try and talk about a way to make it just slightly okay. Mm -hmm. Small little steps. You know, that, that is, that right there is gold. I, I'm going to have to write that down and put it in the show notes because I absolutely can imagine and being a parent of a daughter that's going into seventh grade as well, that you just want to gear up for the beginning of the year like you always would and just be like, let's do this thing. All right, let's get our backpack. Let's do this. And I think it's going to be amazing to remind people to take a step back and acknowledge yeah, what absolutely. happened and acknowledge that this is a different type of going back. And right. I like the way that you said to, for a parent's mind, consider what you did when they first started school or when they first started a new activity and the approach mm -hmm. that you would use for that. And that's a much more tender type of approach. And as well, I noticed, okay, so first of all, approaching it differently. So before the parent went into the conversation think about how have I approached this before to help my child get through hard things. Yes. Right. Yes. And yes. then the second step was approach it as a team with mm -hmm. teamwork, mm -hmm. you know, that how mm -hmm. can we together yes. make this happen? Yes. And then the next thing I heard, I think there was something else between there is for them to imagine beforehand, what could we do on that day yeah. to make it easier for you? Sure, sure. You know, this is amazing preparation because yeah. we think, well, I think that um, they might hear, well, get them ready. But these, that's, that's totally different than what we're talking about. This yeah. is something you got to do on purpose. 
So when we're getting them ready, it's not all about just telling a parent to get them ready, but they actually are taking action steps to prepare them on purpose. Yes. Yes. And I think, you know, it's, it's saying to, to kids, you know, we've, we've got to go back to school. You've got to go back to school. I've got to go back to work and I'll miss you so much. You know, I think don't forget the, the sweet things. That's important to say to them. Um, but how we will do that, you know, how do you hope that first day goes when we walk in the door, you know, what will you think about? What will you enjoy seeing or, you know, that maybe you've forgotten that you, you love doing and that kind of thing that kind of reminds them of the things that they enjoyed about school too. That's true because they are, they might be in the mindset of just thinking about the day that they left and how everything changed and they might need to on purpose be brought back to the things they did like about school yeah. and the things they do miss. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's really quite, uh, that's going to be very important. I think for many of our families. I think so too. And again, I mean, in the same way that many people that have been working remotely, I mean, my, me included, uh, kind of enjoyed being home doing this, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's going to be tough for us to go back to. So no reason it couldn't be tough for our kids and just acknowledging that and saying, by the way, I kind of miss, you know, I'm going to miss staying home too, but this is what I'm thinking about. That's also modeling and giving them ideas on how you think about things. And that's, that's important too. You're all in that together. Yes. It's a teamwork type thing. And once they feel that they're in it together with you and they see your side of it, that's the relationship building relationship building part. That's so important. Yeah. I was just thinking about how we do have some more time this summer before we do go back. And listening to podcasts has been something that I found more and more parents are doing to kind of like pass the time and downloading. And I just want to take a minute to really highlight your podcast because I want you to know that I love listening to it. It helps me so much. And even though you say uh, you talk a lot about how it helps educators, I think that a lot of parents would benefit from listening to your podcast as well. Can you tell me a little bit about how you decided to do this podcast and tell me a little bit about it? Well, the title of the podcast is uh, Solution Focused Schools Unlimited, and it's on pretty much every platform for podcast. And actually, it was my son who when I was, when we, he, we got together at Christmas, he was asking me how things were going with the things I was doing for um, the books that I've, I've written and, and some, and a conference I was developing. And he said, mom, have you ever done a podcast? And I said, no, I said, I wouldn't know where to start. And he said, well, just look at, look at anchor. And so I said, okay, I'll think about it. You know, that's just one more thing to do. Right. And, then thought, and then one day I thought, okay, I'm going to find a quiet place in the house. And I'm just going to go talk about what I love talking about, which is schools. Always, it's always been schools that I've always loved going into and working with kids and teachers and parents. And so I just put what something together and put it out there. And I remember the first time I uploaded it and, and I thought, okay, we'll see what happens. Well, it got some listeners uh-huh. and uh, pretty soon I got feedback and it was good. And I thought, okay, I'll just keep on going. So each time I, I do it, I try to make it short, sweet. It's, mine don't last very long. There may be 15, 16 minutes. It's kind of uh, consistent with the way I do therapy, very short term. Um, but I just give a message and it seems to be working. And so as of now, we've got almost, I've got almost 3000 listeners 
And that's just been since January. So and um, hopefully more because um, I, I encourage people to head over there and check it out because well, there's a lot going on in that short 15 minutes that you put in. Um, it's, it's something that they can listen to and then they'll think about all day long. That's the way I look at it. Well, thank you so much, Cheryl. This means a lot. And I will tell you, I, I remember the exact place I was in my house in the podcast that you mentioned me in, and I just freaked out. So what, do you remember which one that was? Oh, it must have been two or three back. I don't remember which it one. Was a, it was, I was just like, okay, I'm going to catch up on, on oh. Dr. Linda Medcalf's podcast. And it was, I, I was still enrolled in your course, uh-huh. um, Solution Focused climate specialist to yes. become a solution yes. focused climate specialist in yes. the California Association of School Counselors. And um, I remember I was in the bathroom. I was literally cleaning the mirror <laughs> of the bathroom. And so I could see myself and the reaction, which was really funny. And I stopped and I'm like, she's talking about my counseling session right now. <laughs> it was you so funny. Amazing counseling session with, with a student that I was just floored. How could, you know, you just learned the approach a few months prior and you were just doing a beautiful job with this child and she was responding so well. And I thought, Oh my goodness, this is incredible. I got to show this. And, um, yeah, yeah. It was marvelous the way you just sat back and not one time told her to do one thing. Instead, she came up with everything and she was a, a quiet, quiet student. And, uh, but still she was able to bring up things and figure things out and solution build like the best of them. Mm. So, yeah, yeah I, I almost used a different video for that one because she was so quiet. And now I understand the power oh. behind her being quiet. Yes, yes. I think a lot of times when, and this is the same with our children too and teenagers, when they don't know, it's because they're thinking. And so let's just let them think. And so then we'll revisit this. Tell you what, I'll come find you in about an hour and we'll talk about this again. You don't have to sit there and wait. And, you know, sometimes it's just better for them to go off and think. And when you go back and you say, okay, I'm very interested in what you've come up with, that again is a powerful way to say, I believe in you. Mm -hmm. I trust you. Yeah. And I, some kids, um, need that time to process, but I will tell you that using the solution focused approach, um, how can I say it, 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 you have to slow down to be able to do the approach. And even if with parents, if they're even saying, I'm going to sit back and listen to my child, they have to slow down their thoughts Mm -hmm. and stop thinking about what they're saying, going to say next. They really do because kids are not being, they're not used to being asked, what do you think about this? What do you think that we should do when we go back to school in a few weeks? You know, they're not, they're used to being told things. And nowadays in schools, we have such initiatives that, you know, in regard to growth mindset, for example, where we're trying to help kids get into the, the, the way of thinking of how do I solve this issue? You know, what, how can I take what I know and how can I go ahead and do it? And what we're learning is that the more that they know that the person believes in them and encourages them to try it and gives them all the credit for finishing it, that's what grows the mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Because as in our nat, I remember um, I'm re- being reminded of my natural instinct is bringing me back a little bit, even to that very counseling session that I recorded and turned in for you is that, I will literally need to press my lips together Mm 
to stop myself from talking. That's that, you know, I mean, Hey, I'm doing a podcast. I, I enjoy talking. There's no doubt about that. That's, that's part of who I am, but in order to make sure and just doubly make sure that I shut up, basically, I remember just pressing my lips together because yes. I wanted to hear from them. And yes. I think that's just such a powerful thing for us to learn to do. Because if we're sitting there, as, as we're talking about going back to school, if we come in and we're like a more like a soldier type, hey, this is what we're doing. And we're doing this and we're doing that and we're doing the other. Mm -hmm we completely missed finding out from them. We might assume they're anxious and they're not even anxious at all, you right. know? Exactly. So exactly. And listening. Out, yeah, and you'll miss out on some great things that might really work for them. Like, you know, like, Mom, if I could just wear that shirt that, you know, I like so much and I could put it out the night before and the matching socks and the matching shoes. I mean, those are the things we don't think about, but they'll think about it. Or mom, can you make me that sandwich like you did last week, you know, when I was home? Oh, for lunch. Oh, all right. Those are the things, you know, and just, we don't know until we ask. Mm -hmm. and, and listen. And listen. So yeah. slow down enough to listen, but yeah. that doesn't mean that it's going to take a long time. <laughs> no, no, no. It just means if we, we can't help our kids be confident if we fix it all for them. Mm -hmm. And so, and if we, when we rear up competent kids, they go out in the world and they're going to do things they need to do mm -hmm. and not depend on someone else and grow that way. Yes. I think that most parents want to build up confident kids Yes. And they want to raise kids that will be competent in this world and compassionate individuals and have a growth mindset. And that's not something that they were born knowing how to do. They know they want that, but yeah. how to get that is a completely different story. Yeah. So let's take a minute to talk about the re-release of counseling, uh, of your counseling towards solution for parents. What, what's the actual title of that again? It's going to be Parenting Towards Solutions. Parenting Towards Solutions. I love Parenting it. Solutions. And um, I will, I'm hoping to publish it in the fall, maybe around November. Um, and I can always send you an updated publication date um, for that. And uh, yeah, it's, it, I think there, there will just be a few things I'll need to tweak because honestly, the, 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 the ideas and the strategies in the book haven't changed. But um, maybe some of the things such as I need to add some email in there. Social media. Social media. I need to add social media in there and cell phones and Facebook and all of those things that are now such a big part of and Instagram, uh, such a big part of, of our kids' world. And uh -huh. that will update it a little bit. But in general, what's interesting is that when I started looking at it to see how I would revise it, it's not going to be needing that much revision. You know, okay. yeah, the ideas are the same because these are not applications or strategies for every specific incident. It's a mindset of how you think about things when you approach your child. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it is, uh, our society has, is moving fast. There's no doubt that a lot, uh, there's a lot of disconnect that parents are sometimes feeling between generations right now. Uh, and I think that's always the case, but social media and the influence of social media has um, definitely made an impact on parenting. So I, I would, I'm going to be looking forward to that update, but also on knowing that the 
core of how you handle it is the same way then you that because people are people yeah people are people it's the way that you you know so there's there was there will still be a lot of stories about our children in the book mm-hmm. and a lot of kids that i've worked with and had the pleasure to work with as as a family therapist is there anything in our last moments here do you have a message that you'd like to leave for our parents you know i think and i'm lucky because our children are all grown up now and i look back at what we did and i think one of the things i think we always did was we were always there i mean i was always the mother who was waiting up whether it was midnight or one o'clock in the morning to say hi so glad you're here and even if they were a few minutes late i never said oh you're late instead i'm so glad to see you and that was my mother-in-law actually who taught me that But I think, you know, above it all is just to look at your children each day and realize how lucky you are and look for the gold inside each one of them. And when you recognize that gold and you say it to them like that, the relationship just keeps on growing. If your relationship is good, you won't have the issues Mm -hmm. that other parents might. It's all about building the relationship. It's all about that. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Very much. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And I'm hoping to have Dr. Linda Medcalf back on our show in the future. And I have some wonderful brand new guests coming up your way in the next few weeks. So um, if you feel like it, go ahead and share this podcast with anyone that you think would really benefit from this kind of information. And it's about that time for us to sign off. Remember that you have everything you need within you to be the exact parent that you've always dreamed of being. Perfection is impossible, but you can always strive to be the best version of yourself. And until next time, keep in touch and take care.